Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths and where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.amex slash you know. are back in. It's a Football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by Maverick Sports. I am Danny Williams along with Danny Bailey and Alex Becker. When we go divisional round, we got all got to have all the guys who've been doing all this hard work on this podcast for us, you know, for the Broncos this entire season. Got to bring us all together here as we um we'll try to enjoy one of the best football weekends of the year for one. And we'll pick these games here on the podcast today, and then we'll try to get to the bottom of this head coaching search a little bit. Um, Yeah, guys, how are you, Alex? Doing great, doing great. Ready for these games. I want to know, what's the better day of football, Saturday or Sunday? Um, do you mean day? in mm. general, or do you mean this weekend? This in weekend in these games, <laughs> I didn't know what he meant. You know, because like Saturday football is so oh, awesome. Yes. You know, yeah. like, I'm talking for the divisional yeah. round this weekend. Okay, what about you, Danny? Um. I think that I like Sunday's games. Okay. I'm a Sunday guy too. I'm excited to see I'm excited to see Giants Eagles because I yeah. think that is maybe the most intriguing. It is. Uh that game could go there. either way. Yeah. There's but two games that could kind of go either way, I think. That one and Bills Buffs. Yes. Bills Buck. Or yeah. Uh you got Bengals. Bills Bills. Bills, Bengals. Yeah, Bengals. Yeah, I was trying to say Bills and Buffalo. I've been calling the Broncos <laughs> the Nuggets for like two weeks straight. Yeah, they got Nuggets sometimes. like on my head yeah. right now and on my mind. As they should be. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, okay. So I, in my mind on those games, like I think that the Chiefs are going to, and I don't, you guys don't believe this. I know Alex definitely doesn't believe this. I think the Chiefs handle the Jaguars and I think the 49ers handle the Cowboys. So in each of uh, a Saturday game and a Sunday game, at least theoretically in my mind, I got two games that are like could go either way type of games. So, um, okay. 
Let's start with the coaching search stuff. And we came down to like seven real legitimate candidates that the Broncos have either have interviewed. Okay. Um, you got, let's start from the top. Sean Payton. You got uh, Dan Quinn. You got Jim Caldwell. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. You have Ajiro Evero. You have D'Amico Ryans. You have David Shaw. And you have Raheem Morris. Those are seven guys. One of those seven guys will be the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Okay. That's facts. Um, of those seven guys, one, two, three, I think four of the guys, and I would even say three and a half, I could live with and feel good about. Two, I feel like, would be home runs. Um, one would be a grand slam. The grand slam would be Sean Payton. Okay? Okay. But flip this real quick because for anyone who's like, well, we'll just give him $25 million. What's the big deal? Um, Brandon Staley of the Chargers makes about $5 bucks a year. Four, okay? I saw. Really? $4 million a Okay. Year. So, you see, $4 million, Danny Bailey. So Crazy. if, let's Pretty see. Pretty sweet paycheck. So of the yes, it is low for an NFL head coach. Well, no, it's, it's good money. It's good living. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But Sean Payton, if he has to be paid twenty plus million dollars per, okay, and say Dan Quinn's earned the you know the 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 the, the right to be if you want him to be in like the seven or eight million dollar range per, okay. All of the other guys, D'Amico Ryan, Jim Caldwell, David Shaw, Azero Evero, and Raheem Morris would take the job for the same four million because. They're not desperate for the opportunity, but they're they're competing for the opportunity. Okay? And what I mean is the Sean Payton is, you know, the Broncos are courting Sean Payton. Yes. These other guys are doing everything to become a NFL head coach again with the Broncos. There's a difference there, and the difference is the value. So what I'm saying is is J- Sean Payton five times more valuable than a D'Amico Ryans, a Jim Caldwell, a David Shaw, and a Jiro Evero, a Raheem Morris? No. Maybe three. Maybe three times. Okay, interesting. I'm going to say no, but it doesn't really matter because we can afford, or Broncos ownership can afford to pay him 20 to 25 million. Yeah, that's a great point. So, <laughs> Okay, do you know there's, a, there's, a, there's something to that? Yeah. Okay, because, like, again, here's a comp. My, my kids go to All Souls. It's right in the middle of Inglewood over there. There's some families, man, they don't have anything. They're in these little Inglewood houses. It's a grind. You know, I don't know how they, got, I know how they pay tuition. Both families got to work, a couple kids, whatever. But just down the street, two blocks, you enter Cherry Hills. The golf course is right there. It's like there's the, so the families, some of the, like the richest families in Denver live Russell there. Russell Wilson's mansion, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is like those families, like you don't get rich by throwing money and wasting money. But if you, you know, if you are rich and you have money, you do go to Whole Foods. And your produce, you know, your cantaloupe is a six or seven dollar cantaloupe, as opposed to a two fifty or three dollar King Supers cantaloupe. Okay, so that is kind of the difference in how rich guys operate, as opposed to the average man operates. So that's not penny pinching. That's just like the cost of doing business in a lot of ways. So it wouldn't be a shell shock for these Broncos owners to pay that kind of money. And uh, while it's not a perfect comp. It is just something to think about. And I said yeah. five times more, maybe six times more. I, I like your grocery store analogy, but sometimes you can find that cantaloupe at King Supers for less than half the price. Yeah. And no it's doubt better about it. than the one that you might get or at Whole Foods. Or at least as good. Or as good as. Every yeah. bit as good. Yeah. And like we've said before, there's seven guys in this list. I'd like to think two or three of them could do the job. And one or two of them, 
has has can win a Super Bowl. So that's like that's what it is here. There's seven guys here. One of these seven guys might be able to put the whole thing together, fix Russ, and make a run at a Super Bowl. Maybe two of the seven guys could um, go to the playoffs for the next couple of years with the Broncos and the free agency and draft picks and everything hit. Maybe they could achieve a little bit more than that. And then there's probably three or four guys that won't be able to do the job. And, you know, and have those four, two would probably be flops. So that doesn't make me feel necessarily better or worse. But I think on this list of guys, there's a couple guys who could do the job. I think they have a very good list of candidates. Okay. It's a great list of candidates. I I think you're right. I think that there's it's, three guys who can take them maybe all the way. Sean Payton's the best, right? Yeah. And he's a cut above. We know that. But then... Would you guys say Dan Quinn is the next best candidate? What would you say? Uh, in my mind, yes. Okay. Yes. What would you say? We've talked about it. I'm a Caldwell guy. I, I think too. I think I would put Caldwell second. I like Dan Quinn a lot, too, because yeah. I liked him for the job last year. Well, again, we're bringing this on the radio show today, but it's something we figured out, or at least I figured out for myself, that I think I really like. So of these seven candidates... Um, Jim Caldwell, I have as my second best candidate. You're thinking, well, why better than what, you know, better than Dan Quinn? Why? Uh, the reason why is I think if you get Jim Caldwell, then David Shaw will come and be his offensive coordinator. I believe that. I think part of this interview process is that. Um, and then I think you also keep a zero Evero on that staff. And if you really want to get cute with it, you bring Jerry Rosberg in here to, you know, um, to run the special teams. So I get three of my seven head coaching candidates on my staff. Um, as opposed to just Dan Quinn, who runs a defense and probably wouldn't want, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe wants his own defensive guys and wants to control the entire defense. Sure. Therefore, Evero would have the opportunity to go have more say, control, sway, power, money, influence, and another um, defensive coordinating job, like Atlanta, who wanted to go uh, to bring him in. So that's my thought. If I go Caldwell, I get Caldwell and Shaw and Evero, who are literally three of my seven candidates. Um, whereas Dan Quinn, I get Dan Quinn. I'm not sure what. D'Amico Ryans is an interesting one. 38 years old. Um, former NFL Rookie of the Year. Did some little bit of Pro Bowl stuff. Was a great player. But he was like a – got into coaching right away. Tons of respect. Was a, a collegiate – academic, all-American, all that kind of stuff. He's got brain power for days. He's unique, and he looks the part. And life is like, half a little bit about life is like, you got to be able to look the part. You know, you got to, you know, fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? And he looks the part, and I like that. And I like that about Do you put any uh, stock into the fact that they've sent two coordinators in the past two years to get head coaching jobs, and they've both been pretty successful? Salah and then Mike McDaniel last year? Yeah, I think there is something uh, I mean, to that. I mean, Al, Andy Reid, he's got a coaching tree that's has two guys in this um, in this NBA NFL playoffs along with them. And McDermott and Peterson were both off of his coaching tree. Okay, and I, is there any more else in this of these remaining coaches? So it's like certain coaches. What you get from them, if you're an assistant coach off them, is a real pedigree that like you learn something. They do something extra to you. Mike Shanahan, Bill Walsh, those guys, Bill Parcells. If you're one of their disciples, you're usually pretty good. You're, you end up being pretty good. I think we all like Ryan's, but probably not going to be the head coach here. Probably not. I, I, He's yeah. the wild card of these of this group of guys. So Raheem Morris, the third time he's interviewed for the job. First time was in 2009 with Josh McDaniels and like um, Skanger. No, not Skanger. Really, with um, um, Schwartz. 
Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Okay, and there's one more candidate who I can't remember. Maybe he'll come to me. But Raheem Morris was like one of the finalists. They really liked him quite a bit back then. He's had a bunch of success at everywhere he's ever gone since. He has um, a lot of respect within the league. Raheem Morris is an interesting candidate as well. But, Danny Bailey, let me ask you this because we talked about it a little bit. Uh, there's eight teams left in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Seven of those coaches come from offensive backgrounds. We're like former offensive coordinators. Mm -hmm. One, Sean McDermott is a defensive guy. So of the seven candidates, one, two, three are offensive guys, Peyton, Caldwell, and Shaw, and um, the other four guys aren't. Does this team like absolutely need an offensive-minded coach to fix Russ and what's going on, the worst offense in the NFL? Isn't that like shouldn't be high above the list of mandatories? I don't think it's mandatory. Um as long as you have confidence that whoever you bring in, if they are a defensive guy, they have a guy who can come in as the OC, who you have faith he can get that offense on track. I mean, it, it's not necessarily a requirement. I wouldn't say it's mandatory, but you probably want to go with what's working. And what's working right now is offensive head coaches. I agree. And I think even with... The defenses having caught up to the offenses this year and the offense across the board not being what it was in recent years, just, you know, uh, really, you know, 10 or 12 quarterbacks just dominating. It's really just Mahomes and Allen and everyone else has just been, you know, the rest of the guys who were, were great are kind of now just were good this season. I don't know if that plays into a decision either way, but it is like, and it's crazy because Vic Fangio, people are saying, the Fangio offense has changed the NFL a little bit and had defenses a little bit kind of catch up to these offenses. So um, it's just something to think about. I don't really have a point to make um, on it other than... Well, I think connecting with Russell Wilson, too. I mean, yeah. Dan Quinn, I think you brought it up on the show today. If, you know, you want an offensive guy that can connect with Wilson, that's probably the most important thing. Dan Quinn has when that I'm looking for a head coach. history with Russ. That's unique. The he history does, with, but uh, I mean, with, how much um, did he really work with him? George Payton, he has a history with. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Be like Evero working with Russell Wilson this year. Like, I don't, I don't know. Does he know everything that Russ isn't because he was going against him in practice for four or five years? Does he know the things that Russ isn't? Yes. Uh, and can yes. he then use that to help bring Russ back? Yeah. As he, a he's also coach? evolved and changed quite a bit, I would yeah. think, since those years. Again, though, okay, what about this, though, Danny Bailey? Um, Dan Quinn helped make Matt Ryan an NFL MVP. So that's a defensive coach who helped make just a guy who's a real a really good into that season the best. Could he do something like that for us? And how did he do I that mean, for Matt Ryan? Was that Dan Quinn or was that Kyle know. Shanahan? That was probably, my first thought. Probably yeah. Kyle Shanahan, but also like again, the the high, head coach has like the final say. Sure, it all has to be in lockstep. And it has you got to be all on, all on the yes, same page. It does. But I think that if you have a if you have a strong candidate who ends up being your favorite after a second round of interviews and he's a defensive guy, yeah. If you have, I mean, with Dan Quinn, he could in theory bring over a guy with a lot of offensive coordinator experience in uh, Brian Schottenheimer, yeah, who's with the Cowboys right now is like a coaching analyst, but he's been an OC in the NFL twelve years, yeah, and he worked with Russ in Seattle. Mm, okay, that intrigues me. So, sure. like, if LCC you if you intrigued. get a guy like like Quinn, who's a defensive guy, but you can pair it 
with that kind of offensive coordinator who a already has familiarity with Russ or B just has familiarity with the system that will work for Russ. Yeah. Then I don't think that it's not as important to get an offensive head coach, but in the NFL today, it's, it's all about offense. Offense. And since the defenses have caught up, you probably want an elite offensive mind in there in the driver's seat. Here's what's going to happen next week. The Broncos will have two or three of these guys come in for a second interview. Okay, that'll happen at the beginning of next you, week. Yeah, I was going to say, they should probably have it down to like three finalists by Monday. I bet they do right now. I'm sure they do right now. The next step is... But something's probably going to leak by Monday. Yeah, probably a little bit. Um, you know, like when there's tight lips, then, you know, things are happening and the circle's tight. And um, this is the, like the, the deliberation and the weeding out and the elimination kind of process. So um, they interview two or three guys next week. By the time we do the Broncos Blitz podcast next Friday, we'll know who the coach is. Yes. I'd say. End of next week. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, what else are we waiting for? Someone else to go and get the coach that you want? You know what I mean? So, you know, if it's Broncos fired their guy first to essentially and seemingly have the pick of the litter. So don't, you know, don't go let the, even if Sean Payton doesn't want to coach this year, don't go let the Panthers get Dan Quinn if you really want Dan Quinn. Or don't let the Cardinals try to go get Jim Caldwell and try to, you know, go a little bit opposite of Kingsbury and bring a bunch of, you know, again, that's a, that's a mess a little bit like what he, you know, took on in Detroit a little bit, you know, a talented quarterback, some pieces. Um, a lot of people thinking, you, you know, it's it, you can't do it. And he'll he'll prove you can do it. I want Jim Caldwell, I think. I like wow, Jim Caldwell. Too, yeah. I'm very, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm very much on the Jim Caldwell bandwagon. Um, is David Shaw really like a, head coach finalist or, or or are they more talking to him as I'm potentially sure someone who would come in as a coordinator out of like for one out of like relationship and respect to Connolly's connection all those Stanford's he he was brought That's in here because Greg and Kerry head coaching went there candidate, too, I believe. but yeah. they also are inquiring yeah. and they probably are telling him we'd love to have you as our offensive coordinator and we're gonna we'll call you assistant head coach we'll pay you very handsomely um you know, and we'll, maybe in a few years you will get that yeah, opportunity. Yeah, okay. You know, it's like I can't know. make promises if anything's going to go wrong. We're not hiring you, so it can go wrong to have you. You know, yeah. uh, but we'll make you a lot of promises that you know you're the next guy in charge, and um, you know that kind of stuff. So, the knock on David Shaw is he's not getting an interview from anywhere else. Not another team is even sniffing on David Shaw. But so you're thinking like you know the only job he can get is like the Broncos' job. So you know, life is about who you know. Not necessarily that's about true. what you know. But as little as four years, three, four, five years ago, he's winning the Pac-12 at a place like Stanford, and he had a, a pedigree and a reputation many people thought as, like, the next great NFL coach, the next Pete Carroll type of guy. Mm-hmm. That's the wrap on him. Okay. Um, let's just pick these games real quick. And wrap this podcast up. You cool with that? Let's do it. It's been a good podcast. Some good banter. Uh, I think, you know, when you're talking about the head coaches and trying to chop it up and be fair and, you know, you know uh, be real, I think the, the conversation thing, was was real good. I think I saw someone said this on Twitter. No matter who the choice is, no matter who they pick, 
people are going to gripe about and complain Absolutely. and complain and find flaws in that coach and say, yeah. this wasn't the right guy because this. Even the champagne. No matter what. No matter what. I've seen a lot of people champagne. Well, if it won Super Bowl in 16 years. And, and it wasn't back in 2009. It was 13 years ago. You yeah. Know, what has he done lately? But also, Danny Bailey, you know in the last 16 years who have won Super Bowls? Tom who? Brady, Tom Brady, Peyton, Eli, <laughs> Rogers, Brady, Brady, Peyton. Um, one more... Um, Foles yeah. and Flacco. Yeah, Foles and Flacco. So, I mean, it's like, and Breeze. So, it's like not like he was going, you know, through an era where. Era. Yeah, there was like not great competition. It was literally the greatest competition. And over those 16 years when Breeze was competing for the 10 years that he was there and, you know, with the Saints, of those 10 years, every Super Bowl minus one. Well, then Rodgers and Eli. That was one that he didn't win was won by one of like the six of the. 10 greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. Like, straight up, literally. Especially in the AFC. Yeah. <laughs> and four years ago, that egregious missed P.I. call. That's exactly what I was going to say. The yeah. Saints would have gone to another a Super, Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. 100%. Well, remember, too, is that the one where uh, Diggs in Minnesota, he throws that ball down the sideline and, like... That was the year before that. that was, yeah, that spins was spins and Diggs before. goes into the end zone, and that's another... Yeah. That's another season the Saints got yeah. knocked out. It, it, hey, it's hard to win Super Bowls. It, it ain't is. easy being cheesy. Okay, let's pick these games real quick. Jaguars, Chiefs, the number's eight and a half, Danny Bailey. Yeah, I love the Jags here. Whoa, and you do too. I might sprinkle money yeah. line. Holy I don't cow. know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I might do a little parlay, do an alternate spread, put Jags at like plus ten and a half. Then I'll really like feel that. good about yeah. it. Okay. But I feel pretty good about the uh, about the number there. It, it more than a touchdown. Like I liked what you were saying. Maybe maybe Jacksonville is even up at the half, and Pat Mahomes has to come back and win it. But he only wins by seven. I could see that happening very easily in this game. I think you guys, you know, every now and then on the radio show, I've been known to have an occasional mimosa. I'm wondering if you guys had um, little Baileys in your coffee or something this morning. Because everyone's talking about... They like, just came back from 27 <laughs> down. I know, I feel you. But that was against the Chargers, who were like essentially I mean, the a cursed Chiefs franchise. Chiefs' past defense isn't any better than okay. the Chargers. I just think the Chiefs put it all together, and it's the end of the road for the Jaguars, who I really like. Okay, I think the uh, Chiefs are going to try to get too cute again and do something stupid. We talked about the Giants and Eagles a little bit already. I like the Giants plus 7.5 points. I think you guys do too, right? Yes. Yeah. I think it's just even if Jalen Hurts comes back 100%, the timing, um, it's going to take some time. They're going to have to grind, and it's not just going to be high-flying for for Philly like it was when they were hitting their stride, um, you know, six weeks ago already. Uh, Bengals, Bills, Bengals plus five and a half. I like Bengals play, uh, getting five and a half there. I do too, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting the Bengals on the money line for sure. I think they win that one outright. That's great. Well, Would if you really surprised. believe that, I got plus 198. So if you pull, throw a plus 198 with a, a plus 7.5 with the Giants, and say we love the Niners, that's yeah. three legs of a parlay. Yeah. That 10 pays out 110. Mm. So, again, and if you're crazy like me and want to lose all your money, 500 pays out, five, you know, 550 bucks. So, I mean, $50 pays out 500, and I don't make $500 bets. 50 is about my max. $500 uh, Yeah, I don't make $500 $500 on a parlay. That's yeah. crazy. Dang, that's wild. Especially right? with those kind of odds, yeah. yeah. Hey, we live in large, but not that large. Yeah, okay. Um, and then the final game, Cowboys-Niners, I think that, well, it's three and a half. I'm looking at right now, not four. Four is a weird number. Three and a half feels like, eh, okay, three and a half. Because if it's three and a half, I just shave it down to three sure. or two and a half. Um I think the 49ers win this game by 10 points. 
I'd bet the Niners if it was six. 27-17. Six and a half. 30-20. Spread, I would bet that. 30-20, yeah. 17, 27-17, something like that. Yeah. It was 23-17 last year when the Niners knocked Dallas out of the playoffs. It was 23-17? Nice. 23-17. Okay. So, I like the Niners. That's the one favorite I have this weekend to cover. Okay. That has been the Broncos Blitz Podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Danny Bailey and Alex Becker. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, Maverick Sports, Maverick Sports app, $750 sign-up bonus. We just had another dude tell us no one's doing sign-up bonuses anymore. Um, so the fact that they're going to – that won't last forever, I'm trying to tell you guys. Um, take advantage because these books aren't really offering that kind of stuff anymore. Um, Maverick Sports is wicked awesome. Go check those guys out. We really like them a lot. Total Beverage, TotalBev.com. You can check them out. Um, you don't have to spend much for them to deliver to you for free. Um Stock up this weekend. If you're having a Super Bowl party, now's the time to maybe you know get yourself all stocked up too. We appreciate those guys. We appreciate you guys for listening to the podcast, the Broncos Blitz podcast, for the entirety of the season. We're doing three a week, not every day. Um, now that the season's over, um, but there's still plenty to talk about. Looking forward to talking with you guys, even though it seems like the end of the season for this podcast. Once we get a new head coach, once you know things start coming together, it's exciting. I'm kind of excited about that. Um, uh, that's it. Uh, thanks for doing the podcast, guys, the whole season long with me. Um, we appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good, Good night. night. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Ecucinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow today for the ones you'll always look out for trust amica life insurance amica empathy is our best policy want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at discounttire.com meet treadwell your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle get your best match in one minute or less with treadwell by discount tire if you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths. And where the Wi-Fi password is 
Rarely used. Because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.amic slash you know.